You are listening to the 2011 Christmas Day podcast at Wingsburg Christian Church. We hope you enjoy this retelling and reflection of the Christmas story. It is Christmas morning, and my little boy was one happy little boy. And I'm sure we were all blessed. This morning I wanted to do something that I feel is most appropriate, and I just wanted to read to you the Christmas story. We all know it. We all love it. We all appreciate it. We all live by it. But this is not just your traditional interpretation of the Christmas story. It is a very scriptural and biblical representation of the Christmas story, but it is a beautiful and simple representation. So I just wanted to read it to you. And then just had a few thoughts for us to pack inside of our hearts and our minds. And so the Christmas story goes like this. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, he came There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He is the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true, she asked. Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full, every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeeper told him. There isn't place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumbled-down stable. So they stayed there where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows and the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he had. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born, you know, to be like a spotlight, shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment, and now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sit an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent his to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I couldn't possibly share here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God? No. No, God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. And that same night, some shepherds were out in the open fields, warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees began to rustle. What was that? A wing beat. They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news to everyone everywhere. Today in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He is sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song, glory to God, to God be fame and honor and all hallelujah. And then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some steps and some steps and some steps, past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath, and then quickly they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. And the darker our lives get, the brighter the light of the world in Jesus Christ shines. He's here. Jesus is here. And Jesus lived. And Jesus loved. And Jesus taught. And Jesus showed us what it means to be human. In a world that is dark and broken and frail, 
in a world that reaches out for things that this world was not really even created for. Jesus reaches out to us. Heaven came down, made himself known to us so that maybe instead of spending our lives looking down, we would spend our lives looking up and we would love as he loved. Christmas Day is here. But tomorrow, it's Boxing Day. Did you know that? Yeah, it is, isn't it, Bella? Bella knew that. All you adults, you didn't know that. It's Boxing Day. It's just another day. It's December 26th. And all of the talk of Jesus that has adorned the radios and the Facebook statuses and the tweets and our lips will begin to normalize for some reason. As if the Christmas story is only to be celebrated one day a year. See, Christmas reminds us that in Emmanuel, God is still here. Jesus is still the light of the world. He is still the only hope of peace between God and man, and frankly, the only hope of any lasting peace in the world. Jesus is still the love of God made known to us, and Jesus is the fountain source of true love. Jesus is still our joy, because there's nothing greater than Jesus. And Jesus is the only hope we have to be holy and right, because we could never do it on our own. So he did it for us. See, Christmas reminds us that in Emmanuel, God is still here. Christmas reminds us of the incarnation, God becoming flesh, that the Son of God became a man so that we could become sons and daughters of God. He became the Son of Man so that God could dwell in man. Christmas reminds us of a lot of things. Jesus prayed. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Christmas reminds us of a lot of things, but perhaps one of the things that we could remember today that Christmas reminds us of is what Paul shared with us at the end. Christmas reminds us that in Jesus, God did indeed bring heaven to earth. And just as Jesus prayed that God's will would be done on earth as it already is in heaven, and he's called us to make that will known Let us remember as we leave and as we celebrate Christmas that God has called us to bring a little heaven to earth. And see, it looks like this. Anytime we shine a little light in someone's life and help scatter the darkness of hurt and pain and depression and grief, we have shown them the light of Christ and a little heaven has been brought to earth. Anytime we set out to be peacemakers, not troublemakers, but we seek to bring peace between man and man and woman and woman and man and child and peace between nation and nation and peace between even God and man, we have shown the peace of Christ and we have brought just a little heaven to earth. When we love, when we love someone who grew up all their lives not knowing real love and yet we love them unconditionally, We love them despite their behavior. We love them despite their past. We love them simply because God first loved them too. We have indeed brought just a little heaven to earth. And when we seek to give someone joy, 
Not because necessarily we may feel it ourselves, but because joy is something that Jesus brought to earth from heaven. And when we seek to give someone that joy, through a word of encouragement, through a hug, through a smile, through a gift, through telling them the truth and love, through wrapping our arms around them, what we have done is we've brought just a little heaven to earth. When we seek to make the wrong things right in this world by standing for what is real and what is true because of what God has said is right and beautiful, not wrong and terrible in the world. When we're willing to give our lives away for a cause greater than ourselves in the name of Jesus, then wow, have we really brought a little heaven to earth. See, that's the Christmas story. If you want to keep Christ in Christmas, then keep him as the king of your heart and Lord of your life. Because Jesus isn't just the reason for the season. He's the reason for every season of life. Let us be a people who celebrate Christmas more than just one day a year, but who celebrate the story of Christmas every day that we live. Because it's the greatest story ever told. Let's pray.